Hello, welcome to Carrier Enterprise HVAC Tech Tips Podcast. My name is Jack Kaufman. We have Joe Kohler here with us today. Both of us are uh, CAMs and tech support here within Carrier Enterprise. We're going to talk about air conditioning maintenance and the importance of maintenance and then how technicians can get complacent. Um, we'll go over some uh, you know, topics of you know, what you need to do on a, a good maintenance visit. One thing we see is a lot of companies advertise so many different things. If you're just to Google an HVAC tune-up, you'll see a, you know, one dealer will have a, an 18-point check, another will have a 12, some people have a 21, and it's all over the place. So, you know, most importantly, the, the things we need to check would be, what would you say, Joe? Well, well the obvious things would be, you know, your refrigerant, uh, filters being clean, coils being clean, you know, th- things like that, you know, the, the most obvious um, parts. But I think, I think Jack really, really hit it with the word complacency. You know, it, it can be kind of tough, you know, going in for a tune-up or, or a, a PM and the system's working. There's no complaints from the customer. So it, 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 it tends to feel a lot like you're, you're just kind of wasting time. But there's still a lot of things you can do to prevent that, that machine from breaking down later on down the road. It's, it, it's kind of embarrassing to, to have to come back on a job where you, you've already been there you know, two or three weeks prior to clean a drain or to, to clean a coil or, or, or something along that nature. So it's it's just really important, you know, in, in the company eyes and, and as well as the customer's eyes, that you go through that system, do everything you can to prevent a breakdown. Not everything's preventable, but you can catch a lot of things before they become an issue, you know, during during the heat of you know August and, and July. So it's it, it's important to not become sort of robotic and you know, just do a sweep of the system, okay, you know, Mr. Homeowner, every, everything's fine. And, you know, me, meanwhile, that customer's not necessarily, you know, going to be happy, you know, if, if, if that system, you know, leaks water, you know, a couple, day, couple days, a couple weeks after you leave. So it's, it's really a frame of mind to, um, you know, try to be really thorough. At, at the same time, you're not going to spend two or three hours there. So it's, it's, you know, that we're, our intent is just to hit some key points and, you know, with obviously, you know, what has to be checked, but also some other ways to add value to what that customer's paying for. Um, so I think that's the important thing. You know, the inspection keeps you from, from having to go back, but the value gets them to call you when they need something, you know, when they want to upgrade or add on to, to their system. So, so that's the plan, you know, just, just some, uh, just some key points to look at uh, a lot of things that, you know, most technicians are going to know, but just maybe another, another perspective of it. All right. One thing I do see with uh, complacency or I, I, maybe I should say I've seen myself. Um, I, I could experience this myself when, you know, when I was in the field in the service truck, like you guys out there, um, could be a slow drain. You know, there was a property I took care of uh, that had water source heat pumps in it. And, you know, a lot of those will have a, a built-in drain switch where it'll, you know, coat out and stop running. Um, but, you know, I would have it where I, you know, poured water, a little bit of water down the drain. Maybe I put some, uh, you know, pan tablets. That's one thing, pan tablets. If you're, if you're not using those, that's a good way to try to protect yourself if you do get any microbial growth um, down the line in the drain. I'll just pour like a cup of water in there. But I had a few come back and haunt me where 
Um, it didn't cause any water damage, but you know, I just did a PM and the, you know, the customer lost their cooling two weeks later because they had a slow drain and there was like a, a backup down the line. You know, when that, that situation, I would actually maybe, I started pouring like a gallon of water, you know, down the drains. Uh, one thing you can also use when you're, you know, clearing drains is a little bit of vinegar and water. You can pour straight vinegar in there. Um, I know some guys will use cool cleaner. I've seen a number of guys in the, the trade, they would take like a, a panduit strap, one of your big zip ties for duct work, and just cut it off and where you could just, you know, push it down that drain if you didn't have like an easy trap brush. But that, that's one thing that's overlooked. Um, another thing you'll see overlooked, I guess, when we get complacent is uh, split condenser coils. You, you know, you have the split coil in there and it's not cleaned properly where you have to really pull the unit apart. Another thing would be, you know, disconnects and uh, some things on the electrical side. Some guys, you know, they turn the machine on, it runs, they take an infrared, they're not looking at capacitors. You could get loose connections, you know, all the way back to the disconnect. I mean, there's a number of things that, that could go wrong when you get complacent. You, you know, you just want to, uh, you know, just try not to overlook these things and remember it and, you know, look at it the whole time. Another thing is protecting the homeowner's home. You know, put on your, uh, your shoe covers, your booties, and clean up around the unit for perceived value. You know, one of the biggest things you could do is, uh, you know, maybe uh, some people think it's a crazy, I'll say like wax the unit, or if you had a, a unit that looked terrible, a little DuPont number seven rubbing compound, bring the color back, hit it with a little bit of wax. When the customer sees that, they're just, they're going to tell everybody about it, their neighbors, and, you know, now it looks, looks wonderful. Right, so, you know, so... But... Something Jack kind of hit on, and what what I used to to tell my techs is, make it look like you've been there. So we're not expect you know it's it's not expected that the you know that the unit is spotless and, um, you know you mop the floor around it and, and everything else, but wipe it down, you know brush everything off, get the dust off. You know chances are no one's been there for a year, so at the very least. You're going to have some some dust buildup on the indoor unit. You're going to have, um, you know, mildew possibly on the outdoor unit. So it doesn't take much just to, you know, kind of kind of wipe it down. Um, you're already cleaning the coil, and that, that's to, to me that's that's a non-negotiable. Every unit you're out there, just, at the very least, you're hosing the coil down. Doesn't take much. Um, you know, a lot of times there's leaves and everything in the outdoor unit, so it's it. It goes a long way just to put a little bit of water on that unit, and it, you know the customer's going to see it. You know, so many times I would do that, and I would hear no one's ever done that. Well, it doesn't really take a whole lot. You know, it's not much effort there, and and it can really help the efficiency of, of that that unit. You know, to begin with, but it just it just looks better. Uh, one of the first things I always do is is when you walk in for that, that tune-up, talk to the customer, interview them, ask them how, how it performed last year or how it's been performing so far. Is there any issues? You know, they're, they're gonna tell you, if more, for the most part, if there's an issue going on. So it's, it's, it, it really starts with them. You know, they're gonna tell you what their expectations are. They may say, no, everything's great. Or they may say, you know, it just seems to run all the time. Uh, I, I get condensation up in the pan. Yeah, they're they're going to give you some some places where you, you might want to focus. What what will wind up happening is after you're done, you tell them everything's great, and they're they're going to wind up asking, well, did you find out why it leaks every once in a while? 
or why it makes a squealing noise after it runs for an hour. You know, so, so it's really important to hear what their expectations are. And you know, the idea is you want to surpass that. You, you want to exceed what they're expecting from you. And, and again, that's almost a guarantee that they'll call you back if they need something else. So it's, it's, just, it's just really important to kind of look at the, the whole system, including that homeowner. You know, not, not just, you know, is the refrigerant okay? Is the drain clear? Um, and when it, when it comes to drains, there's a water leak causes so much in monetary, de- uh, monetary damage as well as, as property. Um, what I would always, what I would always do is, is look at that drain from where it begins to where it terminates. As you're dumping that water in, in the uh, in the pan or in the drain, find out where it's going. Is it actually making it to the sump pump? Is it making it outside? Um, you know, if it's possible to, to walk the length of the drain, you know, there's no reason not to. You you could have a cracked elbow. Some someone could have stepped on on part of the the drain. So it's just a good idea just to follow that drain as much as you can. <clears throat> um, sump pump, no, I'm sorry, condensate pumps, you know, you clean those out, get the slime out of there. You know, like, like we said, you're, you're there for a maintenance. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, again, it's the non-negotiables, the things that will give you a callback when they shouldn't. So it's, you know, it's really, you know, we keep saying complacency. It's, it's just trying to do a thorough job and at the same time giving value, you know, for, for that customer to keep them coming back to you. Yeah, one thing I'd like to hit on, uh, you know, just talking about the monetary, you know, issue when we have damage is, you know, one thing we may overlook is, you know, you may get that homeowner that has a, you know, now emotional damage. You know, did a family heirloom get destroyed in this you know, this water damage, maybe it's a piece of furniture that water leaked on through an attic that's, you know, been in the family for, you know, a hundred years or who knows, who knows how long. It'd be a very long time. So there's a lot of things could get, you know, quite expensive. But the, the key points, you know, when we're doing our PMs, and one thing I'd like to, to touch on is refrigerant. You don't always need to put your gauges on the unit. If it's a new customer, I would, you know, suggest doing that. But when you have the, the contract customer that's getting, you know, two visits a year, and every time somebody's putting gauges, let's say a heat pump, we're losing a few ounces out of those hoses every time. Now, all of a sudden, down the road, it looks like there's a leak, but there really is no leak. You know, now the customer's being charged for leak searches, refrigerants, you know, being put back in. If your company requires you to put gauges on it every time, I mean, the way I used to handle it, if I, you know, I saw a system that was low, I would add a little bit of gas and I would, you know, explain to the customer, you know, this could just be from the, the annual, you know, visits or, you know, when we come out twice a year, I'm not going to charge you for this little bit of refrigerant. We'll monitor it. If we come back next time and it's low, then we know you definitely have a leak. Or if you lose the, the, the cooling or the heating before then, then we would definitely know at that point we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, do the leak search and, and go from there. Um, but on the maintenance itself, the, the key things you want to check, you want to look at your delta T across your, uh, your coil. Um, make sure you check the coil. Check the drains. One thing, you know, for you guys that are installers, you know, as far as drains, check those drains the, the day you're putting that piece of equipment in, especially in an attic. It, it could even be a basement. Maybe a basement floor is not level or something. But, you know, pour some water in that pan and see how the water's sitting in the pan. Make sure it's actually draining the day you're putting it in. We want to check the, you know, the thermostat, check the temperature, 
you know, if you have a problem with uh, you're not reading the same, maybe the, the wire or the hole is not sealed behind it. I mean, you may not typically do that on every maintenance visit, but it is something you could check for a new customer. Um, we can do capacity checks. You could uh, actually do a um, capacity calculation, do that uh, before you actually do your PM, do it afterwards. In some cases, you'll actually see where you actually gain some uh, BTUs and you can show that to your homeowner. But, you know, most importantly, you want to go over all your electrical, check the drains, check and clean the coils, your filters, amp out your motors, check your capacitors. Um, is there anything you think that may have hit on? The, the capacity checks I've always I've always enjoyed doing because you can kind of give a before and after snapshot. Um, there's a uh, there's a study at uh, LSU uh, actually regarding just tune-ups for air conditioners, and <clears throat> and you can you can Google it and and see the entire study. It's it's really interesting, but one of the things that they they really go through is a before and after anyone touches that piece of equipment and they go a little more in detail with duct sealing and, and things of that nature but in a lot of cases all they're doing is cleaning coils and again I've, I've been a, a I'm, I've always been a proponent of, of cleaning a, an outdoor coil it a lot of times they don't they don't look dirty but as soon as you hit them with coil cleaner or even just you know some pressured water you know the the, the amount of dirt and pollen that comes out can, can be kind of kind of amazing but on this study, you know, they they break it down even as far as uh, capacity gain, you know, latent and sensible capacity gain, <clears throat> as well as how much monthly the, the savings is. So it's it, in a lot of cases, it, it you know it, it equated to you know twenty to thirty dollars a month, you know, reduction in, in a, a cooling bill by doing a very simple maintenance. So I mean, it's it's there's a lot that kind of kind of goes into to the, the, the reasoning behind having a, a, a preventative maintenance. You know, companies are selling them, they're, they're you know, pushing them, so you have to put a value in it. And you know, do, being able to do a, a before and after for that customer, you know, saying their three-ton piece of equipment was doing you know, 28,000 BTUs worth of work, and now it's, now it's you know, exceeding you know, two and a half ton or, or whatever it's rated for. I mean, that, that alone is going to give them value. A lot of customers aren't going to understand it, but they do know that this is what I had in the beginning and now I'm better. So it's, it, you know, it really goes a long way. Um, it, it, you know, so obviously some of the things you're going to check are all your electrical connections, capacitors. You can check a capacitor unloaded, you know, turning the power off and, and using your meter to, to uh, you know, check the rating on it and, and see if, what it's rated for is what you're getting, or you can um, you can do kind of a, a simple math equation while it's running, because that that's that is one of the one of the challenges with um, just doing air conditioning in general is you know 20 minutes of runtime before you can really adjust any pressures or even be accurate whether or not you have the right amount of refrigerant. So if you're starting and stopping that equipment you know every couple of minutes, you you don't necessarily get the runtime you need to, to see what your your refrigerant levels are. So a, a quick calculation is um, you know for your capacitor as, as that coil's drying after you, you've cleaned it, you've tightened all your electrical connections, you you run that system. So as it's running, you can check that capacitor. 
and the formula for it is 2654 times volts times amps. And the volts that you'd be getting is coming off of your capacitor on your common and herm terminal. You read the voltage off of there, that, that could be anywhere from 300 to 400 volts. But you, you can't use your standard incoming voltage of 220 or 230. So you get your voltage between common and herm or common and fan if you're, you're checking the fan side of the capacitor. And at the same time, you're getting your amp draw coming off of your herm terminal going to your start on your compressor. So with those, those two um, figures, you take 2,654 times the voltage divided by your amps. That's going to give you your true microfarad, basically a loaded, you know, running condition um, of, of your capacitor. And you don't have to stop the, the compressor, you're not using a, a 9 volt battery to simulate the actual um, voltage going to your capacitor. It's a, it's a true reading. So it's just just a little tip. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of math that is in HVAC that that you know a lot a lot of guys don't necessarily go through with, and, and it's not always a, a necessity, but it's good to it, it's good to be able to pull it up when you need it. Um, guys, one thing I'd like to touch on um, with uh, Joe mentioning the LSU study is you can use that as a sales tool. If you're at a customer's home and you know, you're know you out there, they're, they're just doing that, that general uh, tune-up visit that maybe an ad or a special you guys placed, um, you can have that homeowner you know, pull that up on Google or you know, look it up when you're, you're doing their PM. I used to carry around a little printed uh, PDF of that study that I had laminated and I would you know, give it to the homeowner. Of course, you know, going back days, I was using that back before we you know, really had the internet. Um, you know, I've been in this trade so long that, you know, that was that study was actually from 1981, but that's that's a good way to sell a maintenance uh, agreement, um, get your the customer on a contract. And one thing you got to remember is your contract customers and your replacements are the life lifeblood of any business. But I, I think we've touched on uh, every point here. We do have a uh, an email if you uh, address if you'd like to email us. That is a uh, cma tips at carrierenterprise.com. Once again, cma tips at carrierenterprise. Com. Please feel free to email us anything about the podcast. Uh, you can give us feedback, what you liked, what you didn't like, or anything you'd like to see in a future, future episode, something you'd like to learn or something you'd like to you know, hear us go over. But I think that's all we have for you today. I'd like to say thank you for listening. Right, thank you.